back to Spilling the Paint Water. My name is Chloe Rose, but I go by Chloe Rose Art on YouTube. So if you do enjoy this artsy podcast, please feel free to check me out there, Chloe Rose Art, or you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as Art of Chloe Rose. Today I am joined with the insanely talented Linda Blacker. Now, Linda is a highly successful UK based photographer who has not only photographed a multitude of well known British YouTubers like Zoella and Dan and Phil, but she's also well known for her stunning portraits showcasing real bodies. She loves to show the beauty in what the general media view as flaws. So she's very real, she's very raw, and also insanely talented at set and prop design. She's worked with organizations like Stand Up to Cancer, huge companies like Warner Bros and Sky, and has also stepped foot into the movie world, photographing the likes of Bill Skarsgård, who plays Pennywise in the new It movies. Linda has a huge fountain of knowledge to share, whether you're a photographer or other creative about getting started in the industry. You can find Linda on Twitter and Instagram as at Linda Blacker, and I really hope you enjoy today's episode. Okay, so today I am joined with Linda Blacker, who is one of my favourite photographers of all time. Linda, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for such a lovely intro. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It's just great to have you on. I've been really excited to talk to you for a really long time now. Oh, thank you. I think your work's amazing as well, so. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, Starting off, for anyone that's not familiar with your work, please tell me kind of how you got into photography in the first place. I'd love to know your background a little bit. Uh, well, firstly, let me just explain. If I keep touching my ears, because my, my earphones just keep falling out. So I'm just going to be doing that a lot. Um, but I got into photography. Um, I, I, well, I went to college and literally <laughs> was like trying to find like, because um, you do like A-levels. Well, I don't know if it's changed now, but I did four A-levels. Um, and I did not have a clue what to do for my fourth A-level. So I was like, and I walked past the photography because I've, I picked art as one of them and then I walked past the photography department and I was like oh, that looks good and I literally just I just added it because I thought it'd be fun um and then I did the I did it at college and I, it was okay like I feel like at college well at the time you know at the time you kind of just spoke about um photographers like in a very like theory way I didn't even know how to use my camera manually by the time college mm-hmm. was over so when I left college I was kind of like um I wanted to be a director very random I didn't really know what I wanted to do I was just like oh I'm gonna try this I'm gonna try that I was kind of someone that I just wanted to do what I would enjoy and I wasn't quite sure what that was yet and I ended up being a runner on a on a film set a very small film set that I won't name because it was so it was so bad but um (laughs) (laughs) um and then the director let me use his camera to do some stills right and I kind of realized you know doing photography outside of college I really really enjoyed it mm-hmm. and I it was just like this moment where I was like oh I like this and um and then I just started exploring it from there and obviously it snowballed into me discovering that I could do the work that I do now that mm-hmm. kind of side of photography I, I think when you're at college it's kind of just like I don't know it felt a bit like this is photography study these artists and it was all sort of in a box whereas when I left it was like this whole the whole world and so that's how I that's how it was it's not really like anything exciting it was just sort of by accident and I'm not one of those people that had a camera from like three years old I literally like yeah. first picked up a camera at, like 17 at college by That's kind so of like cool. casually <laughs> so did you kind of like um have to do a lot of um searching on the web or like watching tutorials or do you just kind of teach yourself mostly um so I actually assist oh my these headphones are so annoying um <laughs> I actually assisted well so so what I did is you learn a bit a bit of at college so I had a camera because I bought Mm -hmm. one for college and then um and then I kind of 
I, I don't know, I kind of just like started shit. Someone on the film was like, oh, could you take my headshots? And I was like, yeah. And then I started mm -hmm. doing that. And it was, it, I kind of learned through practice. And then mm -hmm. I did assist a few wedding photographers. Um, weddings isn't my thing. Obviously it is for some people, but I, I quickly mm -hmm. learned I, I, didn't, I didn't really vibe with it. But it yeah. did mean that I was, you know, there wasn't there wasn't a pressure because I was the assistant but I did need to learn how to kind of shoot fast and and understand like change my right. camera very quickly and picking up like that so actually mm -hmm. I learned kind of the basics of the camera through assisting in wedding photography and then wow. the stuff that I do now I kind of just kept trying different things I had an idea I'd try and shoot it you right. know kind of just keep practicing and then getting better that way which is why some of my earlier stuff that I put on the internet is just really bad but you know <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool i um when i started youtube i had no idea how to use a camera other than like oh just a point and shoot here we go that's how i started with it <laughs> and then um i got my first dslr camera and i was like oh what are all these settings i don't understand why am i like all like slow now and then i had to learn everything and i'm still i've been using a dslr now for like four years and i still have moments where i'm just like what there's so much to learn. There's so many there settings. So I, I admire so people that know. It's just yeah. like one <laughs> setting affects the other setting. Then you have to make sure the ISO isn't too high. And then if the ISO is a certain standard, <laughs> the aperture has to be closed more and all that stuff. So but you know what though? Like you do, like it feels like that sometimes. And when I first started, I thought it was that. But really you need to focus on aperture, shutter and um, mm -hmm. ISO. And then yeah. from there, once you really like focus on those things, you now them, the other stuff is kind of just like, you learn as well yeah. like it's yeah. it's I feel like a lot of photographers feel intimidating when they first start photography but it's quite you know mm -hmm. you pick it up quickly it yeah. and, and still the stuff on the camera that like I don't even use yeah I'm like I don't, I don't even I don't even know what that is <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people don't realize how photographers really depending on the environment they have to change so much it's not just mm -hmm. like oh it's the camera's fine in this environment this environment it's just so much to change so mm -hmm. I just think it's really cool anyone that knows how to use a camera so well <laughs> oh, <thanks>. <laughs> <laughs> um I can definitely tell that you had like a background in art um and I'll get more into that later on like with your Fiona and the donkey stuff because that's, yeah. that's amazing <laughs> but like I noticed that you say that you don't use stock images for your photos mm -hmm. um and if anyone looks at Linda's work on her Instagram, for example, you know, so many people that you um, photograph, I was going to say graph, <laughs> have these beautiful environments behind them. And I know um, some pictures I've seen from you before, you've actually like painted certain things in yourself. Um, I'd love to kind of hear a bit about your process with that, how you take a picture of someone and turn it into what you do. Yeah. Um, so I think that's happened the most with, because of lockdown. Right. Um, because I think before then I would mainly, I mean, I always kind of added stuff in, but, but a lot of the time I would be in, I would kind of shoot people in a scene and then kind of maybe add some like additional details. Mm -hmm. Whereas with lockdown, it's a case of taking people from like absolutely nothing into something. Um, mm -hmm. and when I first did it, I kind of just thought, Joe, you know I'm going to give it a go. Cause we was in lockdown and I was like, there was nothing else to do. I was, and, and, and I'd already done some self portraits, um, called, like a part of a painting recreation mm -hmm. series where I basically turned myself into famous paintings. Um, and I did that just by shooting against a wall in my kitchen and then adding everything in after. So I mm -hmm. thought, well, maybe with lockdown, I can do a remote shoot, someone's just in their lounge and then do the same thing. And I kind of thought it was a bit ridiculous when I first <laughs> thought of it, I was like, it's not gonna work. But I did it, I tried mm -hmm. and it did work. Um, and 
yeah I, I don't use stock images not because I think there's anything wrong with it I think you know loads of photographers do and, and mm. that's absolutely fine I think for me I just like I just like to to have everything that's my that my that I've taken um yeah. that's just my personal preference um and I also find it quite fun having to like shoot what's going to go into the picture um but it's difficult to say the process because if I'm honest it's something that I just sort of experimented with and, and now know how to do but I'm I, I'm not really an editor that's like has like a a process that's like sorry about my headphones although it's so annoying Are you like, fine? I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not like a you, you know some people or there's some types of art I feel like you can be quite specific with your like sequence like with my like when I made the sculpt the sculpture um it's kind of like there's a sequence I follow whereas with editing sometimes it's quite like I, I don't think I'll ever be able to do tutorials because sometimes yeah, it's just completely chaotic yeah um but basically how, how I start it started is I get the image that I want of the person so we do it remotely I set up a camera well I get them to set up the camera I get them to download a software and then I can see exactly um what they're shooting it's like a Canon right. Uh, EOS utility software um, mm -hmm. and it means that I can see all the camera settings everything and I can tell them exactly what to do so they don't have to know anything about photography anything about their camera and I've already sent them a doc in advance to um, mm -hmm. like be able to set up their camera because because some people don't they they don't know at all how to use it which is fair enough because right. they're not photographers um, and so all I need to do is get a good base image of a shot that they like it's well lit um, mm -hmm. and I can sort of visualize it in the final image. Then I take that and I literally start by just kind of, I like playing around with different things. So sometimes like I've got like pictures of like ponds, for example, or water or like trees, and mm -hmm. then I'll like put, pop a tree and I'll pop a background in and then, and then I'll move it all around. And, and, and at first, like if you, if you saw the early stage of these pictures, they look ridiculous. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> cut and paste um, like collage. But then I, I slowly lay everything out where I want it to be. Um, and, and then I, I start, when I've got the basic layout, that's when I start building up on the, on the lighting. So to create a look, to make it look realistic. Because if I didn't do that step, it would be quite obviously all put together. Right. And that's when I like, yeah, try and create like a light source digitally. So sometimes I actually make the image so I'll duplicate the image and bring down the brightness so it's really really dark mm -hmm. on top of the other image where it's bushes a normal brightness right. and then I'll literally erase everything to create like new lighting which wow, that, that's, that's so how cool. I do it and people do things differently but I've never really um you know people are like oh you should do it this way you should do it this way but for me I'm just like I'm just going to do it the way I want to do it because mm -hmm. I think that's what everyone should do when they're when they're creating I think you should just yeah. have fun um and then and then I build up from there and I have like an iPad that I do that the details on and like you know because sometimes when you're cutting in stuff and pasting it like you, you might look at the edge of like something like for, for example someone's hair and mm -hmm. you know it's difficult to get it completely uh, cut out well sometimes so sometimes you just yeah. lose bit. I know I know with my thumbnails my hair's just like mm. <laughs> yeah it's really hard it's really hard yeah. to do so with my iPad I tend to draw back in hair and like Right. do that which helps with those little details and stuff like right. that but yeah it's, it's basically I just I, I just have a lot of fun it's, it's a lot of like the image usually is so I go between Lightroom and Photoshop so it's like I, I open the image in Lightroom mm -hmm. and then open it into Photoshop from Lightroom right. and then I do an edit and then it goes back and sometimes some of those pictures have like 50 stages right um, 
and that's not that's not 50 stages inside the image like each image has different layers as like each of those stages i've had like stages in as well mm-hmm. <laughs> on photoshop <laughs> right. it's a very i wish i could give like more of a detailed way i do it but it really mm-hmm. is just like having fun and and then and then i combine the i like i combine digital manipulation like if I, t- if I add a photo of a flower it doesn't necessarily say the same as as I shot it I might manipulate it to look different and mm-hmm. and then I might add like you know paint over it on my iPad there's not really um I basically I just keep working on it until I think it looks good and then sometimes I think it looks good and then I come back the next day and I'm like it doesn't look good <laughs> yeah oh, it's like that's how you're drawing it's like Mm-mm, no <laughs> what was I thinking <laughs> yeah yeah so that's pretty much that's pretty much the process of right. of how I kind of take people from plain back backgrounds to well sometimes like just in their lounge to the final product and and so far everyone has worked out I do have some stressful ones where I'm like it's not gonna work it's not gonna work right. and then it, yeah and it does it gets there oh, in the that's end. good <laughs> I think you were so creative because obviously in the UK they did have the lockdowns you weren't able to do certain things and I just think it's really cool that you came up with that concept of getting people to do it remotely and then like the quality of images is still like top tier like you never oh, even you. know that you weren't there so I think that just you. shows you know your range of talents there and you know your skill set thanks, thanks. <laughs> I was welcome. really pleased that it, that it worked if I'm honest yeah. and it made me realize that you sometimes you can just try stuff mm-hmm. um I think I think the fact that there was no pressure for me the first time I had the idea because I was like okay so if I shoot with someone and you know it doesn't work they've, they've only sort of spent half an hour in front of a camera with me and it was like it wouldn't have been the end of the world. Whereas if I'd done it, right. you know, at a studio where I'd, you know, got a studio, it just had a white background and I wanted to try something mm-hmm. like this. And I had to, you know, the person comes in for the whole day. I've got like makeup artists and everything. It's a bit more of a, it was more pressure to, to get it right. So I never wanted to try it. And then I think right. lockdown kind of provided me with an opportunity to try doing stuff like that. So yeah, yeah I kind of, it kind of happened and I kind of took the risk and it worked. So I'm happy. Hopefully it'll keep working. Today's episode is kindly sponsored by Apostrophe, a prescription skincare company for people that are ready to take their acne seriously. Now, I've actually been using Apostrophe myself for retin-A. Not actually for acne, but for anti-aging. You know, I'm getting to the age now where I want to start taking better care of my skin in the form of anti-aging because prevention is always better and more effective than remedying. So whether you're worried about acne or anti-aging problems, Apostrophe has you covered. Essentially, Apostrophe is this awesome board-certified dermatologist online, so no physical in-person appointments. Your prescription skincare treatment is shipped directly to your door. And as somebody who has not left their house since March 2020, this is awesome for me. Now they have a huge range of skincare products and services they offer, whether it's anti-aging to help wrinkles, acne, dark spots, reducing redness, and more. Normally you have to see a doctor, sit in line at a pharmacy and wait, but with Apostrophe, your dermatologist is online. You fill out the questionnaire about your skin concerns and medical history, take selfies of your skin, and your dermatologist will get back to you with a customized treatment plan tailored for you. They also offer both topical and oral medications as well. Once I submitted my photos and my skin concerns, my dermatologist got back to me so quickly with my treatment plan and it was shipped to me really quickly. And I have it sent to me every three months or so on auto ship. Best part is I didn't have to call or talk to anyone on the phone because I hate that. My skin has improved significantly since I've been using it. It's much smoother and any fine lines that like to start developing on my forehead due to me getting older or being dehydrated, they have lessened significantly. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash paintwater and click begin visit. Then use the code paintwater at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's apostrophe.com slash paintwater for $15 off. And thank you so much to Apostrophe for sponsoring today's episode. I'd love to talk a bit more about your um, 
your like artistic background with the whole, you know, you did the portrait with um, Elsa from Frozen and then you had a little Olaf there that you'd made. And then you <laughs> yeah. also did one with Fiona from Shrek with little donkey there. And I genuinely thought you just, it was just like photo manipulation. I had no idea until obviously I saw the video, you physically made it with foil and all the other stuff and then you painted it and they're so accurate. Like they oh, don't, thank you. like some people can do stuff like that and you can tell it's a bit off or it's a mm. little bit, you know, not quite, but that is literally perfect, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, they're so good. Do you have like that background in art? Is it something you've done your whole life or is it just, you're just really good at it? <laughs> um, thanks. Um, so I think I, I, when I've, I've always drawn actually, I always, now I don't funnily enough, but I always drew from a very young age. That was what I loved the most. That's what I was good at. You know, like when uh, like you're the friend that draws, that was me. I was the yeah. friend, which probably is you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, that was something that I always did, always loved. But when I when I got to college and, and I discovered, like, well, I didn't really vibe with photography that much at college, but after when I realised what the potential was, you right. know, for photography, I, I really sort of left drawing and painting behind. I was sort of like, mm-hmm. oh, it's fun, but like, this is more me. Right. Um, and then... And then I was obviously been doing photography for ages and there's been times where I've made backdrops and things like that and added things in. Um, but it was only really in the last, I mean, I have always, I'd, I've always done stuff like where I've maybe painted a backdrop or made some props and stuff like that, but I've never really shown my like audience online. I've never really, I didn't think anyone would really be that interested. And I was sort of more focused on the photography. And then, and then this year, again, we've had more time and um, what I have with lockdown. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and basically, yeah, I did the, it was for a job for, um, like, it was a sponsored post and they wanted me to turn myself into, like, a character from a film. And I did, I did um, Fiona um, right. and Donkey. And actually, do you know what? The first one was Fiona and the little gingerbread man. I made the little gingerbread man. But it was literally, oh. uh, and the background, you know, when she's looking out of the window? Yeah. And she's like, I don't know, yeah, you know, when he's, like, presenting. So I made the backdrop of that and made the little gingerbread man and I put up a time lapse because I just recorded time lapse for fun for it and people right. love to see people were really Process. excited that I'd made it and I was like oh, I really forget sometimes that people because I do physical and digital I was yeah. like oh people don't always know obviously that they're not going to know what's what's real and what's an edit yeah and I was like oh people liked it um and then I I thought for Christmas I was like maybe I'll turn myself into Elsa and make Olaf and I was like I probably won't be able to make Olaf but no one needs to know that it happened because it's just for fun this one yeah um and then I remember I was just I I don't know I just like I was looking at different stuff that I could use and then my dad was like I was talking to my dad on the phone he just knows things he's not even he doesn't even do art he was like why don't you use air, air drying clay and I was like Right, okay and I, and I went and checked it out online because I was like I didn't like the idea of clay and putting it in an oven and all I, f- I felt like it could be a big faff that I wouldn't be able to sort of accommodate even though it probably isn't but you know I was just mm. I guess it was like my lazy perspective um <laughs> and then um I tried yeah so I got some air dry clay and I I just watched on YouTube how people kind of use like the structure inside and what they do and then I just gave it a go and it was the first structure I'd ever made Olaf that's the first yeah sculpture I've ever made that's amazing um, and then donkey was my second one and yeah I'm just really I don't know I, I just feel like it was I feel really lucky to have 
sort of that I took that I decided to make Olaf because I've discovered something that I've really really yeah. enjoyed it really made me happy to 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 make them and to yeah. paint them and I feel like it's something that I'm that I'm good at like that I just very found good at quite it. easy oh thank you that I found <laughs> like quite easy and so it's something that I you know I've I always I've always been able to make stuff and do things mm-hmm. and stuff like that because you you when you I guess when you're like arty and when I'm doing photography because I do set design and I do the set stuff right it's always been something I did but I never thought I could like I don't know make props in that way and then I just did it and um, it worked and now it's like a thing that I'm like absolutely love doing so and then wow. like sharing with people so yeah that's so cool yeah you're you're incredible at it. and I was always, I was really oh, blown you. away when I saw the like behind scenes process so I'd love to see more from you <laughs> thank you I, I'm, I'm definitely going to do more um so I was, I'm doing something at the moment but I'm making like the costume which is something oh, I haven't wow. done before mm-hmm. um it's not so much like with sewing but like with foam because it's kind of like an armory like an armor kind of thing like a, oh, right. I can't say what it is yet because it's for a, for a job but so that's something else I'm doing now that, that I'll probably put a time up for so I'm just so having awesome. a lot of fun making things and, and finding out like new because because I see it all as a I see it all as a part of my photography if that makes sense I feel mm-hmm. like photography can kind of it can kind of encompass all of that because it's what mm-hmm. I'm making to go in front of the camera so I, I right I, it's it's um I'm so happy that I did kind of like discovered that last year it's like made me so much happier when I'm Aww. creating even though That's I love photography anyway it's like yeah really enjoy it now <laughs> that is amazing you're incredibly versatile and kind of changing the topic a little bit you um have always been incredible at showcasing body positivity a lot of the people that you photograph come from all different shapes and sizes and backgrounds and you're just everyone that you photograph is just in such a beautiful way and you don't you know you don't photoshop things out that the media portray as flaws you kind of you're big on body positivity and like sharing different people and I just think that that is such a beautiful thing is that something you've always been passionate about or is that something like you know last year you discovered you know throughout your time um I think that is something I definitely discovered I think that when I first started photography I think you you kind of so I started photography like 10 years ago now so mm-hmm. when you first when I first started you kind of look at a lot of photographers out there you see the ones in magazines and they're very very highly edited so I was just like mm-hmm. well that's what we do that's what photography is um right. even though when I was editing I wasn't really thinking about it from what's a flaw and what's um you know what's classed as a flaw or whatever you know it's not really a flaw but you know um <laughs> I, I wasn't thinking about it like that I was just thinking about this that's how a final image should look really polished so I wasn't really even thinking about the person right. um and I think that just on my journey of photography I just really discovered what I believed in in that way um and I think one of the things I, that maybe maybe really think about it was I did a, a shoot for a magazine in the UK called Blogosphere um of right Megan Crab, Body Posse Panda. And mm-hmm. I think that shoot really, I loved it so much. And it was just, she's like, um, she's, she's amazing. And I think I realized how much I just loved capturing people without having to feel that pressure of um, just like a really like polished, polished finish. I mean, I never really super edited people anyway, if I'm honest, but, mm-hmm. but I never thought about it as much. And then I think that was like five years ago, it was five years ago now. Um, and, and I think, you know, from then it kind of changed my whole way of thinking about shoots and I and it's funny that I ever did it differently now so it's like I think that you can because I'm someone that edits a lot in terms of stylistically yeah. like I do huge edits and I think 
for me, I like having the balance of you don't have to edit people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you still you're still stylistically editing editing. Oh people. yeah, of course. To be you know the right color tone for yeah. the, you have got like a I don't know really cool toned image. You want to make mm-hmm. the image like that. Obviously, otherwise it would just be very weird. Um, mm-hmm. And you do all of those stuff. But in terms of airbrushing, it's not something that I that I think needs needs to happen um mm-hmm. but you can still be really creative with your editing and I think it was just yeah. getting that balance which is now perfect that's kind of what I'm that what I love and and I think yeah. hopefully people realize you can do that because sometimes I think people think when you're when you're doing sort of imagery that's not airbrushing people that you have you can't do any sort of edit like yeah you can't, and I, I feel like it's such a it's like no you can create there's so there's like there's a model I work with all the time called um, Anam Asiyama she's like um, one of my favorite models and she's a black plus size model and um, you know we create some of my most fun pictures and they're super high edits edits like she's holding like mm-hmm. a snake and one of those a like, giant moon behind yeah. but you know she's still she hasn't been airbrushed because she doesn't need to be so I think that I think it's really nice to have the balance of um, still being able to have fun with edits but not changing people if that right. makes sense which which yeah, I like the most. That's that's my personal preference of doing stuff. Yeah, well, I I think that balance is very obvious, and I just really think that it's beautiful that you show that side because not many photographers do that. You know, a lot of photographers think right, this image has to be this perfect, and I have to airbrush all this out so the image looks perfect, so it looks better on me. Blah 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 blah. Mm. And um, I think that you know it's really good that you showcase that. <laughs> oh, thank you. I think Welcome. I think it's a problem like just with media in general like I think it, yeah. I think it's in all of us like I'm someone that that suffers from acne and you know yeah. you just you just think that images are meant to be a you just think people I don't know I just think people we're kind of all like it's all in our heads that we have to look a certain way and things have to be yeah, that's all you media. see everywhere yeah yeah it's it's yeah. it's um I think it's changing now though I do think that we're seeing more you know understanding of For what's sure yeah what's real and, and what's you know edited I think hopefully it'll help people have a healthier you know, mentality because I think for me when I see people with a bit of texture on their skin it's actually quite nice because I'm like yeah yeah oh they have pores wow I yeah, didn't know it's that great to see. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so yeah that, that's my thoughts and I think eventually people uh it will be um like I think it's moving in, in the right direction for sure I just hope that people know that they can Definitely. still you know you can still have fun with editing it's not one because yeah. I think Photoshop everyone's always like really angry at Photoshop and I'm like well Photoshop's it has more, actually, more features than that yeah yeah you know like you can I can turn someone into a fairy on Photoshop do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like you don't have to <laughs> <it's not> <laughs> exactly <the best> <laughs> exactly and like Lightroom presets and making your own presets and stuff is not mm. airbrushing yourself it's just changing yeah. the colors and everything yeah yeah exactly um you in my mind anyway are kind of the photographer for like a lot of the British YouTubers that's I think the first photo I saw of yours was the one with Zoe Sugg because you've worked with Zoella Zoe Sugg you've worked with um I think you did one with Dan and Phil for the stand up to cancer campaign yeah, I know you did a lot of photo shoots yeah. with that um you did you've done a few with Carrie Hope Fletcher you've worked with so many you know YouTubers in the UK um have you kind of I don't know, how did you get into the YouTube world in the first place? I'm really curious how you kind of got into that. Um, well, I think, I mean, I do think there are, there are, there are like quite a few, I think there are quite a few photographers now that, that work with, like a lot of great photographers that work with UK mm-hmm. um, creators, but thank you for that compliment. Um, <laughs> but um, I got, basically got, got into it when, oh, 
how many years ago now? Probably like six years ago, if I'm honest, um, because my boyfriend was a YouTuber at the time. So I took his pictures mm-hmm. for his for his like YouTube channel. Right. Um, and then and then other like YouTubers like followed me on Twitter and was like, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, hello. Um, and then I think, <laughs> um, yeah, the few of them started following me. And I used to do sort of like quite quirky pictures with um my boyfriend who's twin they had a channel called like Nikki and mm-hmm. Sammy I used I to watch used to... them actually a few years ago <laughs> <laughs> I'll let them know um and um yeah so I did some pictures for them and then I think other people just saw and then I was like oh this could be fun because at the time I was you know working with models and sort of turning them to into like fairy tale characters or fantasy yeah. scenes and stuff like that and then I thought well what if some of these people would like to to be involved with something like that and, and then the audience can see, you know, I guess it's seeing some of their favorite people in, in totally new ways. Um, and that was it really. And I just started fund, I, I funded them myself and, and just was like reached out to people. And, and then people said, yes, obviously not everyone says yes, you know, such as life, we all get ignored. And then, yeah, started doing those shoots. And I think it just snowballed from there really. And I think the more I did, and then brands started noticing, and then, you know, I was able to do sort of campaigns with, um uh creators or influence youtubers um mm-hmm. in and and it just yeah it just grew from there and and now I've sort of feel like I've been around a long time so people just are like oh Cinder <laughs> yeah <just> <laughs> that's so cool have you ever worked with like I mean you've worked with a lot of youtubers have you ever worked with one who um you perceived would be a certain way but it ended up being differently like positive or negatively not really but I kind of I, I tend to detach myself emotionally like if someone's mm-hmm. a bit funny on a shoot then I'm just like could maybe they're having a bad day maybe or maybe that is that is how they are but I think right. you know I tend to just be like well we're, it's lovely when you have someone that's really like wants to you know have fun and create I think for me like that's the, my favorite kind of people are the ones that are kind of excited to do it um I think that you can always get people that are a bit you know I think sometimes people are a bit nervous so they can come across right. a bit but that, you know that's kind of my job to make them feel comfortable and everything yeah. so that that doesn't bother me at all um I think it's the only time it's disappointing is if someone you know you've done the shoot they, they love the pictures but but when they go to share they're not really like um as good at, as good at crediting you if that makes sense that's the only right oh that's frustrating yeah yeah because just because you know I've I've a lot of the ones that I do that are just like my ideas or whatever and I want to create like I've I've funded so that's the only time where it's a bit disappointing but in general I think 99% of the time there's no problems um but you know just like in life when you meet different people don't get on with everyone um but in general it's been it's been pretty good I don't think there's been anyone that I've been like you're horrible (laughs) go away (laughs) I've done anything like that that's good (laughs) (laughs) um you mentioned that you have worked with brands before and I've obviously because I followed you for a while I've seen that but you did a shoot um it would have been either end of 2019 or early 2020 um you did a shoot with Bill Skarsgård who plays Pennywise in the It movies that was so cool to see was that like the first like movie celebrity you work with or have you worked with others before no and you know what I mean obviously the pandemic has caused issues for everyone in, in a bigger yeah. scale than this but I'd, I'd been really working for a long time to get to work with mainstream talent in films and it was yeah. finally taking off and then the film industry just got destroyed by the pandemic oh, I mean not destroyed but you know it's like got put on hold and now right 
you know, it got completely affected and it's still affected now. So, yes, that was my first, you know, after, I mean, a long time of trying to get kind of, yeah, because it is, you know, like I know creators often get opportunities to kind of do junkets and stuff like that. And, and maybe, and then I, but I think as a photographer, it was, it was like I hadn't seen anyone do it from like a creator's perspective or, or whatever. Right. It was more like a sponsored post. And, and but it took so long and then I finally got the opportunity and it and I was so happy and then and then like and then more opportunities were coming up and then <sighs> obviously the pandemic happened and all events you know opportunities <sighs> with that would arise can't go ahead but you know like I'm, I'm fully aware that there's been bigger losses than that because of the pandemic but mm-hmm. yeah it's still relevant though it. everyone's been affected in different ways yeah it does it, it was it was it's sad but at the same time I, I hope that you know I love film and I hope mm-hmm. that that will pick back up again. I think it's, right. you know, a resilient industry and I'm sure it'll be fine. It just, yeah, it, I feel For like sure. film really got hit hard, didn't it? And like a lot it of did. the art world and stuff. So yeah. I hope that it will pick back up and I can continue to do that because for me, that was that was like a really big moment. And um, yeah, I'm really proud of that. Like I was, I was really proud that that worked out. It was a beautiful shoot. It was so Thank impressive. You. The whole thing, Thank it was like a, like a literally like, should be on a poster or something if he'd been in his you know get up (laughs) I did it in 10 minutes so I was pretty well it's very fast paced like wow and I sort of had them for just 10 minutes um and I I was really happy with how it turned out and uh yeah I remember just feeling pretty pretty smug for the rest of the day I don't blame you that's so cool (laughs) (laughs) well fingers crossed the world will go back to normal soon and then you can work with loads of cool people and I'll be like I I talked to her once (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's interviewing all the famous people <laughs> um who would you say would be like your dream person to, ha- to have like in front of your lens like a youtuber or celebrity or just non-celebrity hmm hmm okay as I think about this <laughs> um who would it be I'm trying to think you know I don't know maybe like um oh I don't know I don't I really don't know <laughs> there's so many good options <laughs> yeah I, I think for me I'd be more excited about what what it was that I was able to shoot like what it was about yeah yeah if it was like a really right. like corporate where I could get really creative I think um yeah I think that I don't do you know what? I don't know do you know what I think I think Rihanna would be cool. I can't, I know that's probably oh, standard, yeah. but I just think she's, I feel like everyone would say that. So it's like a standard thing people say, but I just think like, or someone like Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Oh yeah, there'd be so much really, glam. Yeah. But I think in general, um, I don't, I don't really know. I think, do you know what? I, I know, I know what I've been most excited about. It would be shooting probably for a, a film, like a, of a character in character. That's right. really what I'm more excited about yeah. than actual like real people even though I even though I'd love that I think something that would make me most excited would be like you know this day a new um like I love fantasy films and adventure films like mm-hmm. if there was like oh we need some press shots and this person's in character and you can go I'd be like oh my gosh but that would be exciting for me because be I just cool. love and I love like pop culture and stuff um do you find it sometimes difficult or a bit of a challenge to work with people um who like say have not really any experience being in front of a camera because obviously the people that you shoot aren't always professional models they're just you know normal people here you know you you, photographers have such a way of um making people feel comfortable good photographers you know there's 
always this thing that if you're a good photographer, you will be able to make people feel comfortable. Um, do you find that a bit of a challenge or is it kind of second nature to you now? You Okay, stand this way. Okay, make, make this like this or, you know, because they always come out so well. Um, I actually think most of the people that I work with aren't models. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, I do have, there are some models that I do work with like sort of regularly like mm -hmm. I said about Anam earlier um and obviously creators tend to sometimes they tend to be really confident in front of the camera and sometimes they tend to be the complete opposite because they're only used to being on video so when they yeah, have stills they me, get a bit like... more <laughs> yeah and I can understand that because I actually personally don't like my photo being taken mm -hmm. like I take my own self-portraits for stuff but that's because it's just me and no one's right. around you know um so I understand it but I think um I think, yeah, I think in general, I'm kind of used to being from the perspective of someone perhaps not being, you know, being able to like just right. throw out moves and like feel really, you know, like I, I think actually sometimes when I work with models, I'm like, oh, and they just like get into poses yeah. and stuff. I'm like, oh, cool. And I can just do little um, things to like tweak and guide them. Um, mm -hmm. But so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really used to working with people that aren't comfortable. And, and, and sometimes I, I think it's quite nice because they, they, they experience that feeling uncomfortable and then get to the point where they really love the picture of themselves it's quite a, like a lovely thing to see like yeah. people's confidence growing and then you sort of see people then start getting more confident right um, I did a shoot with um Michelle Elman she's she's a life coach right sorry I look off by the way when I think I like look off into the distance. no you're totally fine <laughs> um, I'm not distracted I'm just um <laughs> And yeah, Michelle Elman, she's a life coach and she's an author um, and she she talks passionately about, about um, Asian representation, particularly plus size Asian representation. And right. we did a shoot um, about just about that. And um, it did really, really well. And everyone in it, I think there was wow. Michelle. I mean, Michelle's pretty confident in front of the camera um, and she, she always does a great job. And there was another model in the shoot, but then there was five other ladies who weren't models. So it was right. a whole... Um, you know doing a group shoot with with people that aren't models was quite was quite a challenge and there was a lot yeah. of nerves and it was like oh I you know I'm not used to it because I'm not smiling and then when we got the finished picture they all absolutely loved it so I think Aww. you know and, and it was a case of like okay guys just just try and hold it for a bit longer and they all absolutely smashed it um and that that picture went like um viral which I've never had before which was which <sighs> was awesome. awesome um and when you look at when you look at it, I think they all just look like pro models. Mm -hmm. So for me, I, I actually really love it when you when you have people that aren't normally in front of the camera in front of the camera, because I think it's quite right. an exciting experience for me and for, for them. Yeah. And I, I, I just think, yeah, I, I quite like that. I think that's the best that's part. That's awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. Do you like um, prefer to shoot other people versus well you said you're not really you don't really like taking photos yourself so <laughs> I, like <laughs> I guess that answers that question but um do you find that you have more creative freedom when you're just taking a photo of yourself yeah 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 for sure I think I think I like photographing other people the most I like doing shoots with people I mean I, I miss doing shoots at the moment because we're not really I mean you can yeah. there's certain shoots you're allowed to do at the moment they're like you know for brands but they're right you know you can't really do certain shoots and it's also like I'm, I put a lot on like postponed a lot because I just think it's this the best I can do it at the moment it's the best thing yeah. to do to, to put it off and I really miss photographing people you know yeah. like it, it's yeah I do miss that but then so there's a I love that but then I also the thing with a self-portrait is there's no one for me to show and be like are you happy with this and I always get really right. nervous at that stage like I can't help it like I get so anxious when I send over a picture I'm like yeah and I, I'm like what if I hate it what if I'm and I, I sit there freaking yeah. out whereas with me I'm just like 
don't have to worry I can I can just do what I what I want and I think there is I don't I'm not really excited about photographing myself like I'm not like I don't I'm not like wow I get to photograph me um but I I do get like I get excited about the possibilities if that makes sense so once I get past the fact that I'm photographing myself and like it's you know you're a bit like self-conscious I guess and you kind of Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's just a it's kind of harder because you've got to set up and then get yourself ready and it's yeah. the whole process but yeah once you, you get past that I enjoy the freedom that's so cool do you have like a um a self-timer on the camera or do you have like a remote yeah I, imagine I have it's tough is it? it's under my bed at the moment I, I'm not gonna go and get it but it's like a little it's like a little uh remote right and it's got a two second delay so it's like a Canon one so and you put it down or hide it yeah so with the with the Fiona one I was like <laughs> Like, yeah <laughs> and then like yeah. yeah I'm always doing that and like yeah. if there was like a behind the scenes video it's just me pressing it and then hiding it a lot right. of the time people like who takes some I've had people be like who takes the pictures and I'm like no it's, it's, it's a self-timer um yeah but it, yeah self-timers are great I think they're great but it's also like you get in position you think you smashed it you walk and then back you see the, the camera or you've got it tethered to a laptop and you're like oh it's rubbish yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> that's so frustrating yeah <laughs> I, but, oh. I, I've always shot though yeah I bet I've always loved um photography and I've always wanted to you know try it out more because I remember being like 16 years old and I tried to like make it look like I was levitating it was terrible but I made it look like I was levitating by like standing on a stall and pretending I wasn't and then I like, took a picture without the stall being there and oh my god it was so bad but um <laughs> I, I've always <laughs> and like for my YouTube stuff I I've never worked with a photographer so any like headshots I've been asked for I've had to take myself so I'm like or like, mm, or I've got like put my hand up and like hide it, and I'm like looking at the photos. I'm just like, in all the photos. But I have ones like that, so don't worry. Like I have the ones. It's where so I'm frustrating, and so I'm always amazed at people that like yourself that take photos of yourself. They're so impressive because it seems like such a. I just get hot and bothered, and I'm like, oh, why do I bother with I this? Get, <laughs> yeah, I do get quite grumpy sometimes. Like yeah. only on self-portrait shoots, so I get grumpy. Right. I'm right. like, it's so annoying now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you need tired. to clone yourself. <laughs> yeah but but once you actually get the shot and you're mm. working on it I, I quite quite enjoy that like I did one yes well I didn't do it yesterday but I uploaded it yesterday like um about sleep paralysis and oh, well yes that was amazing thank you it was a bit creepy but I quite like creepy yeah. pictures but um and I was laying so I had to lay I, I created my bed on the floor like duvets and pillows right. on, on the floor and stuff so I was literally laying down and then I had to get up <laughs> to check the picture and then oh lay back down no and, and then you put the duvet back and oh yeah no. which was like more effort but I was really happy with how it worked out because but when I was I was like laying down all comfy and I was like oh and I had to do it at night time as well because I wanted it to be dark oh you just want to go to bed <laughs> yeah I was just like oh I'm done but yeah in the end it's worth it oh well I don't take up too much of your time I just have one more question for you um you work with so many cool brands and you've done so well for yourself getting into like the industry that you're in um and with any form of creative you know career you've also got to have that side of you that's kind of business savvy as well as the creative side so you've got to balance two things um what would your best advice be to somebody who wants to become a photographer like business wise what would you kind of suggest to somebody well, I'm, I'm actually very, biz, very business minded. I'm very, I'm very organized. Like everyone that right. works for me, every time, every time I work with a brand, they're like, wow, I can't believe how organized you are. And I'm like, 
<laughs> I just share your advice, please. <laughs> I, just, I don't. I just think I'm. I just. I don't know. I'm just one of. The, I'm just someone that. Um, so with when it comes to my shoots and stuff, a lot of the time like, I'll be organising the studio, I'll be budget managing, I'll be getting in a team, I'll maybe creating a set, I'll be creating the concept. Sometimes I've pitched it to the brand and had the right. meetings and do the post production and then help with the the campaign going out. So mm-hmm. I have to do a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, and I'm just. I don't know. I'm just someone that. I'm just very, I'm just very organized. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's just something <laughs> that's like, I've always been that way. Like it very much stresses me out if I haven't got something done. Sometimes I think right. I'm, I'm too much like that. If right. that makes sense. I'm a bit too, you know, like, and get too stressed. Like I'm the sort of person that right. if I write an email about a shoot and I've got mm-hmm. the date, I'll check that date five times. Yeah. Like, and then yeah. I'll cross-reference um <laughs> and I think for me I think for me I think one of the really important things is to actually be confident in reaching out to brands and reaching out to right. different people making connections and having really good communication and and just being like on top of it I think so because right. I often work with brands and then often with creators like kind of sometimes on campaigns like I see both sides sometimes people just aren't on it with like how they communicate professionally right. and they sort of let themselves down a little bit I don't mm-hmm. think people realize and I understand that life gets busy but I think if I think I think really for me thinking about how I come across on emails how honored I am and then also just like being hopefully good to work with I think it right. does make a difference I think you know the industries are, are small and um I just I just like to I just try to do the best I can for clients and and try to work with people how I would like to be worked with um right. and yeah I just I, I like I'm a bit of a I love organizing things. <laughs> I That's like lists. Great, I like to do lists. I have a to do list right. every day. Good for you. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> That's great, though. I was going to say, do you have like a journal where you write everything down, or is it all kind of like, you know, in a calendar online that you have? I do it on my notes app. So much. Yeah, I do it on my notes app. Right, I used to okay. write it down, but now I have it on my notes app on my phone, mm-hmm. and then I have it on my calendar as well. Like, if I don't have a, a to do list written for the next sales in my calendar, it stresses me out a lot. Like right. I'm not saying these things are going to be organized like it's a really good thing. I think it is a good thing, but it's also quite I get a bit, you know, it can be a bit sometimes I think I'm, it is too much. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think um it's I think it's really good to have a to-do list though and have like a, a plan for stuff. And then like, yeah. you know, because if if it, it's good to for me, I plan everything like on a shoot. I have I do call sheets, I do schedules, and you know, even yeah. if you go over the schedule, because sometimes it happens on a shoot, it's fine because you just adjust it and it, it's right. really good to have. I just think to-do lists and schedules are just really helpful for people, especially yeah. right now. I think it's really hard to be sometimes during the pandemic quite hard to be motivated. So I find that to-do yeah. lists helps me. But also, it's yeah. fine to have days where you don't where you don't want to do anything. That's absolutely fine too. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's something I need to get myself into a bit more. Is because I'm really bad at organizing things, and I mean, I, I'm I'm good at organizing. It's sticking to it that I'm bad yeah. at so yeah. I, I mean I'm, I'm perfect at that I can't lie. Yeah. <laughs> I do that as well I can't, it's, it's hard especially when it's like your own projects where mm. you know you're creating and it's not maybe for a brand it's hard yeah. sometimes to stick to it I think I think yeah. it's you know it's hard to motivate yourself but yeah I'm all about lists yeah okay I'll take that <laughs> advice <laughs> well thank you so much for um joining me on thank the podcast today me. yeah thank you to everyone listening um if you want to check Linda out if you want to say all your social media so they can go follow you Yes, I am at Linda Blacker on Instagram um, and then at Linda Blacker on Twitter. And that's that's it. That's me. 
that's where you can find me <laughs> oh make sure you go check linda out she's awesome her, just go and check out her photographs you won't be disappointed they're amazing <laughs> oh thank you you're welcome so thank you so much to everyone listening take care of yourselves thank you linda and we'll see you in the next episode <laughs>